This is In the Know for Friday, September 11th, the 255th day of 2020. There are 111 days left in the year. Good morning, MB, guiding you through In the Know at K105. On Litchfield's Country Station, 103.9 The Moose, live online at K105.com. Via the Apple and Android smartphone app using the SoundCloud or iTunes podcast on Facebook Watch. On YouTube Live, on Periscope, or the hashtag is in the know. Coming up today, we will update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country. We will also, of course, touch on Patriots Day, September 11th, Remembrance Day today, how the world changed 19 years ago today. And uh, we will also uh, have a visit from Sam Gormley with uh, a Cougar Sports Report, something we weren't sure that we'd be doing anytime soon, but uh, it is game day and Cougar Sports is returning to uh, the football field tonight. We've got that and a whole lot more coming up today here on In The No, settling into my left, rolling Mach 9 with her hair on fire. Here's my beautiful wife, the beautiful girl, it's Beach. Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. How you doing? I'm okay. Different day, of course, always on September 11th. Yeah. Uh, a lot of uh, things being commemorated starting back at 746, yeah. moment of silence. But there's an organization that you may be aware of. It's called, uh, I think it's Wreaths Across America. And Wreaths Across America uh, wants Americans to go stand outside and wave a flag for one minute at 846 937 and 10:03 those are all the times those are the eastern times but those are the times of all the various attacks in the eastern united states 19 years ago today so uh we've uh, we've just had all of those but the celebrations continue throughout the day today she's the pride of pumpkin center the heiress to the great mini burger fortune she's vera wings arch nemesis and the professional bargain hunters woman of the year she's misty embry thomas Hey. hey, how's Misty? I'm okay. How are you? Not, not too bad. Just always, always tough day. Tough to come do the show on a day like today. You know, Christy and I said before we hate that we have to do this show because of what it represents. Yeah, you know, it, it's, it's it's. I hate that we ever had to go through this as a country. Um, of course, we want to commemorate uh, and be somber of the situation, but there's a there's a reverence to the day mm-hmm. that requires an acknowledgement. And if also, as those of us who are in our 40s um, and beyond, if we don't take the time yeah. to preserve the space, mm-hmm. then it will get it will be much more likely to get lost. Yeah. And so if you're a younger person, uh, surely you, you know what 9-11 is. And if you don't, then you'll have plenty of you'll have ample opportunity today um, throughout various media channels to find out more. But this is our nation's Pearl Harbor. This is our generation's Pearl Harbor for our nation. Mm -hmm. Uh, There will be those, there are those milestones that you know about, whether it's, uh, you know, Paul Revere or it's the Civil War, you know, specifically the Battle of Gettysburg or various things that have happened throughout our nation's history. Pearl Harbor is one that I was always taught by our, by, you know, the older generations, and this is the one that we have to make sure, in addition to the others, that we have to make sure and continue to tell. But now having said that also, I don't think that, I think that if we completely stop our lives on a day like today and that we don't do the things that, we don't celebrate the freedoms that we um, have uh, spilled so much blood in our nation's history to protect, then we're also kind of giving in to something, into a fear and a panic. Yeah. So it's trying to well, find that line between yeah, being it, an American and also being reverent on a day like today. Well, and let me let me make clear. We don't hate the show. We hate the fact of what happened, period, that we have Absolutely. to have it's sad that we the have show. To. That every now, if, that there is a day every year that we reflect on what happened as a nation just I hate that it happened. And this one's different. And and uh, we'll talk about why it's different in a moment. And next one will be different. Yeah. Because next one is a milestone. Mm-hmm. And, you know, next one, they're all milestones because you add a year to them. But, you know, next year will be 20 years removed from that fateful day uh, that uh, happened. And it just will be... It will be odd. So let's uh, we'll get to that. Back to that in just a moment. Uh, cold front increasing rain chances this weekend. Rain chances will continue across the region, uh, also into Sunday morning, fading through the evening hours. High pressure takes over to start next work week as cooler air is on the way. But we will see 85 today, mostly clear. 69 tonight, 
A rain chance of 30% tomorrow with a high of 88. Governor Andy Bashir this morning led the state in a moment of silence, which if you were uh, listening to our uh, broadcast products at 746, you heard that, of course, converted for central time. Uh, but 746 to correspond with the um, the uh, American Airlines Flight 11 striking the North Tower at exactly that time. It's 746 central time. He also... Um, has ordered that flags at the state office buildings be lowered to half staff for Patriot Day. They were already there um, by his order because of uh, the milestone that we saw earlier in the week. But that's a, that's a federal order for the flags on, on Patriot's Day. There are other ceremonies going on today. Uh, Fort Knox is having a ceremony this morning, a 9-11 tribute ceremony that's happening uh, right now. I know that Congressman Guthrie yesterday when we spoke said he would be in Owensboro this morning for a first responders and for a 9-11 uh, ceremony that would uh, be there. And then the governor yesterday, rather than do what was more of a freewheeling type of um, report, gave a gave a uh, more of a formal speech 15 minutes or so yesterday where he didn't take didn't have a Q&A session. Uh, yesterday, but not only because of the milestone of a thousand uh, deaths in COVID deaths in Kentucky, but because of being on the eve of September 11th. He said, while the virus keeps people apart, it cannot, we cannot let it drive us apart. Um, he urged unity on a day like today. And I'm going to give the governor some credit. Um, using the emotion that September 11th evokes in Americans and in Kentuckians and using that as an overlay to the COVID pandemic. Some of what he's been trying to preach since mid-March is the unity factor and those of us who were adults on September 11th, 2001, know very well there was a no more unified nation in my lifetime mm -hmm. than September 12th, 2001. Yeah. And September 13th and September 14th. And you can draw a line if you want to make a fancy graph. Mm -hmm. you, can, you can draw a line from September 12th, 2001 to today, and it is a complete decline in the unity in our country. And it's very sad to consider that tragedies have the ability to get our attention and unify us when we have a common enemy. And that's why the the, the question that I asked yesterday, and I, it's been in my mind for a while, but I asked Congressman Guthrie yesterday, and it was... More of a rhetorical question, because I think we can all come up with a, a stock answer on this deal. But if thinking of COVID-19 as a common enemy for Americans and for citizens of the world, really, but we're, we're, one of, we're in one of the least united positions that we've ever been in, especially when you overlay the social justice, justice issues that we've dealt with throughout the summer, so that was my question, is that if we had been dealing with COVID-18 or COVID-21, would unity be a lever that you could pull? The, the unity of 9-11, could you pull that lever and then use that to compel Americans to be more unified in the fight against COVID? Because otherwise, it's just politicized because it's being used as a political club to club the other party over the head. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm the most frustrated with throughout um, the course of the summer and into the fall. But I do also, in giving the governor credit, I do want to, it is worth repeating the passage from Galatians that he used. It says, carry each other's burdens and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. And that's really what he's been trying to say. But many of us, including self, don't really like to hear it, don't really want to hear it. 
I think we have a mindset, though, that we're working against, and that's the mindset that when something goes wrong, there's immediate need for blame. So in 9-11, we could blame another nation. We could blame um, you know, someone else. Yeah. Yes. So we were able to, I shouldn't say nation, uh, a group, a cult. Yeah. So that came against us, an extreme uh, radical religion that wanted to come against America, an off-soil we can't do that with COVID. So what we ended up doing was finally those people who need to blame decided that it was going to be a political party's um, you know, fault. And I'm not even for sure which political party we're blaming because I see it on both sides. <laughs> I'm like I'm seeing the Donald Trump he knew and then I'm seeing, you know, the Republicans saying, you know, when the election's over, this will all go away. This is the Democrats trying. And I'm like, this is Wow. Yeah. But there's those people that need to place blame. And when they take stand, and then now you have social media that we didn't have 20 years ago. That's exactly right. I thought of that this morning. So 19 years ago today, we weren't, we weren't creating memes and changing our profile yeah. pictures and, it makes and all me those wonder things. How many people, if we had had social media, would we have been as unified as we, as we were September 12th, 2001? <laughs> because by September 15th, there were still people with extreme mindsets with, who would have figured out a way. There are conspiracy theorists who say that this was the United States government coming against its people, yeah. trying to control. So had that had the ability to take hold and spread like wildfire over social media, would we really have felt the bond of unity like we thought we felt Certainly. or that we did feel? Certainly hard to know. So, you know, as much as I, I can say I love social media for all of the family ties and the socializing with friends, it has been an, an equal and opposite um, evil as well for society. As predicted yesterday by the, as predicted earlier by the governor, the, uh, was the deadliest day singular death total being announced yesterday at 22, uh, Kentuckians that were, uh, announced as having passed yesterday. The rolling average kicked up a little bit over to 4.14% uh, yesterday. So, uh, but, uh, Sam was telling me that, uh, Kentucky has a new, a new map. These are the average daily cases per capita. So the average daily cases per 100,000 people. So this is adjusted by county so that everyone, this is kind of like electoral math in a way. Mm -hmm. And all things considered in an apples and apples comparison, Grayson County has an above average. We have uh, an accelerated incidence rate at 22.2 daily per 100,000 people. So that, um, you know, not as high as Warren County, not as high as Jackson County, Trigg, those areas, but certainly higher than most of our surrounding counties, except for Hart. So something to keep an eye on. We had 17 new cases in Grayson County just yesterday. Yeah. Uh, a lot of a lot of stuff to get to um, today. Uh, hearing more about the stimulus bill that was kind of dead on arrival yesterday in the Senate that uh, didn't it failed to get 60 votes on what what uh, leader mcconnell called a skinny bill what speaker pelosi said we don't need a skinny bill when we got a huge problem well the the only thing i'd offer is that your definition and my definition of a problem are probably two different things the things that speaker pelosi wants in the bill to take care of are probably things that i ideologically i don't think should be in there but it did give me the question why would leader mcconnell send out a bill on a fool's errand that he knew was doomed to fail. And what I've been able to kind of come to the conclusion of is that he wants to put a bill out there to give uh, he and the GOP and other people the ability to go on the record and say what they're for. Are they for the farm funds? Are they for the education funds? Are they for the health care? Are they, are they for the PPP? Are they for the – and so it's kind of an informal scorecard rather than some legislators having the ability to stand on the outside and say, oh, I'm against it. It's too big. Mm -hmm. Well, what parts of it make it? too big and so it's, for, it out. Forcing, just, yeah, it's forcing say. people to say yeah here's what i'm for here's what i'm not for so we'll we'll get something eventually but it may be too little uh too late 53 days away is the presidential election by the way is, is election day but in some states voting starts next week and a little bit troubling that new voter registration is down 90 percent this year from this time last year and of course we know why, uh, because you're not able to do those those campaigns, those grassroots things. And so Secretary of State 
Michael Adams is encouraging people to go to GoVoteKY.com for multiple things. Register to vote, wishing to uh, cast an absentee uh, ballot in November, and even if you want to serve as a poll worker for the election, those are three things that you can do at GoVoteKY.com. He said over a quarter of a million Kentuckians have applied for an absentee ballot, which will be mailed out later this month, and he said that's great. Uh, one concern he does have, though, is that there have been a huge decrease in voter registrations this summer. Last summer, in a non-election year, mm-hmm. well, I guess we had a gubernatorial race, but we had 267,000 new voters register last summer. Summer of 2019, 267,000 new voters registered. Summer of 20, 21,000. The 90% drop in voter registration year over year in a presidential election year with the highest profile Senate race in the country. I'd like to know the age range of that 267,000. We don't have that many kids turning 18 that got that, you know, just all of a sudden aged into registering. So have you decided how you're going to vote? County fair. That's the issue. Do you know how many people register at the county fair? Well, there are a lot because yeah, they get watermelon and things like that yep. when they register. Do I know how I'm going to vote? Yes. Um, have you decided? I've not. It. I've not even considered. I'm working I've on. Not, it. I've got 53 days, I guess, to make sure. I got some people depending on me, so I need to t- tell them how to vote. Well, I, I just, <laughs> I, I know there are going to be options. There's going to be elongated voting. There's going to be in person. Oh, know, that you meant for who? I no, was like, I've no, no, it down no, to two. I, oh, How's no, that? I know who you're voting for. I know who you're voting for. I want to know how you're voting. Um, yes, in person. I will vote in you person. I, vote I voted in person, in person in, yeah, in the primary. Yeah, mm-hmm. but you, yeah. to be clear, you got your absentee I ordered my and absentee then you surrendered it. Yes, I surrendered it. A new Kentucky has been awarded nearly. By the way, I've not I've, until this morning. I'm not considered. Am I going to do the absentee thing again? Am I going to do the absentee and then drop it off in person? Am okay. I going to vote over a long period of time? Like I don't know how I'm going to do it yet. Well, I hope you decide because whatever you do, because you need to know. Yeah, all right. <laughs> I go with you. Kentucky <laughs> has been awarded nearly one million dollars in federal money to develop a program that will educate teens and young adults on how to be a responsible parent. I wanted to be offended at this headline or at this story, but I I just, I'm so not surprised. Yeah. It just makes sense. The program is called Charting a Course for Responsible Parenting and Economic Mobility Demonstration. Huh? Must be some <laughs> fancy name. And it will provide education about the financial, legal, and emotional responsibilities that come with parenthood. You know why we have to do this? Because the last generation has been so irresponsible that their kids are now having kids and they don't know how to parent. By the way, when she says the last generation, she means ours. The people that were parenting, the people that need to know how to learn to parent now are our children. And so I just wanted to be Mm -hmm. clear that you're not Mm -hmm. pointing the finger at someone else when you say the last generation. You mean our generation. Y'all gave us too many toys in the 80s and gave us ribbons. (laughs) And we we don't know. I mean... It, but it's so true. We have become so lackadaisical in our morals and our values and our our spirituality and doing the right thing that we can't even parent. And we're so selfish. We're so self-absorbed. That YOLO thing, you only live once. Ugh. Drake, I love your eyes, but you brought that <laughs> onto this, this world and you need to take it out. Because yeah. this individuality has got us so selfish and so self-absorbed that we can't even focus on making for sure that we are surrendering our own selves to make for sure we are parenting for the next generation. You are raising the next generation, so get it together. Well, we decided. Because now we got to deal with them and put into these stupid mobile things teach them how <laughs> to do it. That's got too many names in the title. <laughs> oh too what? many words in the title. That's right. we got to stop. We got to stop expecting educators to raise our children. We got to figure out how to else. how to become an effective parent. Got to get to a break. It's Patriots Day, 9/11 Remembrance Day. Sam Gormley's going to stop by with a Cougar Sports Report. Never thought we'd get to this day, or I thought perhaps we wouldn't, but finally here it's good news. Got to get to a break. We'll come back more on the way here on In the Know.
Today is, of course, 9-11 Remembrance Day, as we mentioned. It's also emergency number day today, 9-1-1. Other portions of the world, they have different emergency number. Some places it's 999. Mm-hmm. That seems to me there would be more accidental dials to 999 or 000 or 111. 911 forces you on opposite corners, so it seems to make sense for us. And it's Make Your Bed Day today. Misty, did you make your bed? I would have, but my husband was still <laughs> okay, in it. Okay, so it's no yeah. sense in making it if he's in it. Yeah. Girl, make your bed. Right? Is that a book or Girl, something? Girl, yeah. make your bed. Wash your face and make your bed. <laughs> Say your prayers. He's a five-time winner of the coveted Ohio News Honk Award, two-time Silver Sound nominee covering every corner of the globe, London, Moscow, Paris, Rome, and Wax. It's Sam Gormley and the sports. Morning, Sam. Morning, Ralph. Adele may be watching, so be careful how you answer. Did you make your bed this morning? No. Okay. She, I don't even need to. She, she knows. The she knows that. if you said yes, you'd be lying. Yes. Oh, there's, there's, there's no doubt. No. Mama's always known yeah, the truth. No, always no. comes no. out. Why? And I can guarantee my little brother did not either. <laughs> so why make it when you're just going to have to get back in at about midnight tonight after your long day? And, and of, when uh, and when I'm the only one home. It, you know, it doesn't, doesn't really matter. No, it doesn't. Uh, I don't need to impress anyone. <laughs> so, you know where I am. So ah, be right on that's right. Yeah, Adele knew that you would be. You'd not be telling the truth. Um, <laughs> well, I got to tell Adele. He's ninety nine point nine percent well raised. <laughs> if that's right, the only that's thing his, he doesn't do, it's his only flaw. We we have all agreed here that Adele should raise all the kids. It's his only it's his yeah. only flaw. <laughs> <It really> uh, <laughs> so you know where I have been as we've counted down the weeks to today and the return of high school football. So I will ask you, young Samuel, in your heart of hearts, did you think we would be playing football tonight? Honestly, you could ask me. You could have asked me every day of the summer, and I might have had a different answer every single day. <laughs> yeah, that's wise. It's, yeah, yeah it, and I mean, there was a point there in about mid-August that if you would have asked me, I would have said no. We would not be playing. I would have thought we would have been playing instead the first week in October. But here we are, and I'm ready. I'm excited. It, it's it's an exciting time. But I mean, it's. There's no words really to describe the past six months for what it's been from a sports perspective. Three weeks ago, there was this showdown where the KDE, the KHSAA, and the Bashir administration came together at this little informal impasse. Mm-hmm. And they all pointed at the other, said, you cancel it. And they said, no, you cancel it. He said, you cancel it. Well, I'm not canceling it. Well, I'm not canceling it. Nobody wanted to be the bearer of bad news. So they just said, okay, well, I guess they're going to continue on. And really, that's what changed the tide. And here we are with athletics underway, at least for the last, I guess, since the last weekend. So my guess is you're pretty happy about it. Yeah. I mean, we're really excited. It was nice yesterday. It's different. Last night when we, we were out, and I'm sure we'll talk about that in a few minutes, I mean, it's it's a different – I never thought that you'd have to go to a sporting event where you'd have to, you know, wear masks, write down all of your information, take your temperature as you walked in the door. But you know what? If, if it means that we get to go in there and enjoy a game, I'm more than willing to. The Cougar football team left without a dance partner in week one when the uh, U.S. Department of Defense said no fall sports for their high schools, which include Fort Knox and Fort Campbell. So that opened up week one for the Cougars scrambling. I think you're going to tell me, though, that uh, Coach Jones, funny to say, talk about that in a (laughs) moment, uh, Coach Jones had multiple options to to fill the vacancy for week one. But who are the Cougars playing tonight? Yeah, he he said that he got phone calls from Belfry, who's – the favorite in 3A. Male. No, no thank you. one of the favorites in 6A. No, thank you. And, uh, yeah, that's kind of what he said. He said, yeah, I don't know that we're, we're necessarily ready for that just yet. And turned out Thomas Nelson is a team. So a brand-new school. I think may, might even be the newest school in the state of Kentucky there in the Nelson County area, so in Bardstown. It's the first-ever matchup between the two teams. So it should be exciting. Uh, tale of two seasons, I guess, sort of. Last season, the Cougars were 7-4. and four. The generals were one and ten. Um, what what do we need to know about the Cougars coming off the seven and four record? Other than, I guess the the biggest news is the change at the helm. Yeah, and I think that's that's where you got to start. No more Ed Smart as he so for the first time since two thousand and four. You have a new head coach at the helm of the Grayson County program. 
I mean, you, you got to think that for the most part, every player that is on this Grayson County team and that's going to take the field tonight, they haven't been alive pretty much in an era where Ed Smart has not been the head coach at Grayson County High School. Yeah. So when you think about it, so it's 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 something completely different. They I were mean, just learning to walk, perhaps yes, the last yeah. time. But I mean, that, if you yeah. think the freshmen and sophomores, they weren't they weren't alive. Maybe even some juniors. But sure. I mean, sixteen years—that's a long time to head to be the coach at any level. You know, any time that you get a new head coach, there's obviously a change. There's a change in some ideology. There's a change in just uh, practice protocols, et cetera. But then, you know, throw in COVID-19 and just all the challenges that go along with that. But I guess the good news for Cougar fans is that you've got some continuity in Brian Jones, who's been on the staff for some time. Tell me about Coach Jones' resume. So we can first start. He's a University of Florida graduate, and while he was there, he was a student assistant and worked under Dan Mullen, who was the offensive coordinator at the time. Right. And one of the main quarterbacks that he worked with, I don't have you ever heard of this guy, Tim Tebow? Tebow, yeah. Tebow. It, yeah, it don't, don't rain on ring Tim Tebow. Yeah, Tim no. Tebow's on the rain. Yes. Yeah, I got so it. he worked mm-hmm. with Tim Tebow while he was there and ended up coming to Kentucky. He was the head coach at Todd County for six seasons. His wife's from Grayson County, so they ended up moving back here, and you can say the rest is history. He's been the offensive coordinator for the past couple of seasons, and when Coach Smart stepped down in November, Coach Jones was named the head coach in mid-December. Does he act like a Florida fan? That's what I got to know. Uh, you know, right? I, luckily, tell, I don't. good people. Can you tell I, me? I, I don't. We don't discuss college football. I know <laughs> Coach Martin and I had a little bit of a standoff at one point, found out he was a Browns fan and I'm a Bengals fan, so we had a little bit of a of so, a stare down first so you time. You both have no sense. Got it? Oh, oh. okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, let's move to quarterback. Third time in three seasons, you've got a rookie quarterback starting on week one. Who gets the start tonight? Kaylor Decker is your starting quarterback. He's a junior. He's had very, very limited action. I think he's appeared in six or seven games over his over his career. Uh, less than 100 total all-purpose yards. So it, it it's it's a raw quarterback. But, I mean, his dad is the associate head coach, Shane Decker, so it's something that he has football in his blood, and I think it he was expected to be one of the starting quarterbacks, and he did get the nod here for week one. Okay. What about the Cougar defense? What do you make of that so far? So you're one of the things that you're going to see is as you watch tonight's game is that there's going to be a lot of new faces on both sides of the ball. But the one thing that you are going to have back is your middle linebacker, Zach Bratcher. And as I was saying to someone earlier this week is if there's any position on the football field that you want back other than your quarterback, it's probably your middle linebacker because your middle linebacker is almost the quarterback of that defense. So he's he was the co-leading tackler last season for Grayson County. He is back this year, which is a big thing. They're going to uh, rely on him to really lead this defense this season. All right, for Thomas Nelson, we know nothing about first matchup. You know, new school, as you mentioned, could be one of the newest schools in the state of Kentucky. I guess my question is this. We, we, we have uh, Warren County as an example. We have some Fayette County schools as an example. And we have Hardin County as an example. That when these new schools come along, South Warren being the newest in Warren County, John Hardin being the newest in Hardin County, there were two, three years there where they struggled at everything because the athletes and the best of the best who were upperclassmen didn't want to leave the old school to start something new, so they had to build a program around the the younger, the underclassmen, and so they struggled for a while. The Spartans did, the Bulldogs did, but then they both became powerhouses in their respective sports. So how long before like Thomas Nelson starts to get untracked? Any so, idea? I know that full, firsthand, too, because in Boone County, Cooper, where I went, is the newest high school there, so it kind of went through the same thing as well. Uh, last year they were one in ten. The one win that they had was over Nelson County, so who is the other school? And Grayson County beat Nelson County handily, and Thomas Nelson beat Nelson County handily. It's been a little bit of a struggle because I think you took a team that that is down a little bit because I think you have most of the star athletes in that Bardstown area go to either Bethlehem or they go to Bardstown. Bardstown, yeah. So I think it's kind of one of those things that you you battle there, but. Uh, I, I don't really know what the future of Thomas and Nelson's looking like. They do return a lot on this season's team. So if there is a positive for them, they've lost pretty much their main yardage guy and their best player on defense. But other than that, pretty much everybody is back. So they will have some continuity, something that Grayson County does not. Just as an aside, and we don't have a lot of time to get down in the weeds on this deal, but I I would liken, you know, I just use Warren County and Hardin County as an example. You use Boone County as an example. Nelson County is not either of those three. There really are too many... 
there are not enough athletes to supply all the programs in Nelson County at the moment. And so they're somewhat uh, somewhat diluted. What do you expect um, after the opening kickoff or perhaps at the opening kickoff? We saw last night the NFL get back to action, and things weren't overly sloppy by not having preseason games and you know live contact drills, and that was kind of diminished. Uh, high school football has been the same way. Do you expect things to be sloppy early on? I, I mean, it's really tough to know what exactly we're going to be seeing, but uh, I think it's it's probably expected. I mean, you don't have any scrimmages. I mean, you can scrimmage against your team, but you can only scrimmage against one another so much before you already know everything that, you, that that's going to be run out there. So I would expect a little bit of it. But, I mean, you see that really in, in any game. I mean, to start the season, it's a little sloppy sure. before teams can really start to get that momentum and get the feel of yeah, the game. No scrimmages or limited scrimmages. And then even at the high school level, and especially at Grayson County, where you've got, what, seven or eight of your starters that start both ways. You exactly, know, it's yes. not It's kind of limited, so it's even hard to, to scrimmage and have real – one ones versus ones is my is my point. It's hard to do at this level. Let's move to volleyball. Uh, first uh, K one hundred five digital productions game of the season um, was last night, but uh, it's been a busy week for the volleyball program. Uh, how's it going for them? Yeah, they beat Meade County three to one on Tuesday evening, and then last night they had the socially distanced senior night, and I even have have a picture here if you're watching with us of what that kind of looked like so it's something kind of interesting so they had eight seniors for the volleyball team they ended up sweeping Edmondson County three to nothing and really got off to a little bit of a slow start nothing anything they fell down probably about four in that opening set but from that point on it was all Cougars and taking down Edmondson County in a sweep last night. Did I hear you say that there's some type of modified regulation or restriction that the first district game of the season is the only one that counts? Correct. Any idea what the methodology or the ideology I, is on I that? I think it's kind of a a in case seasons get canceled, we can just go straight to the district tournament, and hopefully, you can each get one district game in, and we can just hope to do that. But there's some districts across the state that do that regardless. Really? Yeah, it's interesting, and they're now debating on whether they want to do it for basketball. Personally, yeah. I'm not a fan of it, but uh, just like a lot of programs around the state, and the KHSA is preparing. A lot of programs that have had to be uh, dormant or or still because of positive, positive COVID-19 tests. The Lady Cougar soccer team has been one of those um, this week. But uh, what's on the horizon for Lady Cougar soccer? They, As of right now, their first match is scheduled for Monday at Franklin Simpson. So that'll be nice to get them back in action. And then I believe they do host Ohio County in their home opener on Tuesday evening. I thought it was interesting to hear on the boys' soccer side of things. And they played, what, early on Saturday? Monday. Uh, they played early on Monday. And it was because of the start of the time, you know, the, the early start to the game, they were the first non-golf, they were the first game since the Sweet 16 was suddenly canceled in March? Yeah, so they were the first team in the state of Kentucky to win a game, not counting golf, since... The middle of March. Right. So, I mean, it was 160 days almost between games, and Grayson County got the first win. Well, golf isn't a game, and neither is no. archery, and not, neither is bass fishing. Those are all important things, but they're not games, if you will. So, I, I guess soccer is that would they be matches? Yeah, uh, probably if, if we're trying to be correct in right. saying so. If you've got a if you have to do it in the European fashion, yeah, exactly. I guess you're going to call it a call it a match. Uh, but uh, the the boys uh, soccer, what Owensboro Catholic tomorrow? Yes, on the road, seven p.m. All right, Cougar Golf. Uh, tell me about Cougar Golf. So they've had a couple of matches this week. On Tuesday, they played against Bullet East, who's one of the better teams in this area. Jackson Mays had a 39, Grant Mannion 40, Landon Skies 40, Jackson Higgin 42, Griffin Chino 57, and Jake Rogers had a personal best 59 in that match on Tuesday. Tomorrow, they'll be at Quail Chase Golf Club. It's the Butler, Louisville Butler Invitational. Boys will tee off at 8 a.m. Eastern. Girls will tee off at 1.30 Eastern. All right, so that's one of the best, you know, between that, as I mentioned, and bass fishing, some of the best social distancing sports that you can have. Uh, cross country tomorrow, Central Hardin Fairgrounds, uh, the Frenzy. You said girl, uh, girls at 9 Eastern and boys. Are they doing modified? Uh, it's not 2,500 kilometers. 
Yes, yes, I did. <laughs> I heard you say yeah. yesterday and then quickly correct yourself. Yes. 2,500 kilometers is a heck of a cross-country <laughs> that'd be, run. That'd be one great race. <laughs> yes, so it would. Keep, keep it going. So 2,500 meters, so Correct. what, half the normal distance Correct. or so? so it'll be half the normal distance, and I think they're going to do some waves of sorts just to try and keep everybody as safe as they possibly can. So it'll be interesting to see. I know I was looking at the modified map, too, as well for tomorrow's race. Yeah, uh, sounds good. Uh, digital Productions tonight. Of course, you can listen and watch on K105 Digital Productions. Uh, which you'll be able to do for uh, a lot of the season. And then um, 5.30 tonight, though. This is not a non-typical start. Five, yeah, so 5.30, 530 Central is, Time is, will be the start is, time at the locker room show tonight. started early, and then we're giving an hour for the time change as well. So, Correct. And uh, what, uh, WKU and the Toppers? Uh, WKU Toppers and the Cardinals tomorrow? Mm-hmm. You make any predictions? Can we, do, can we do an L's down here? Can I do that? You can, as a, as, you, can, you can do all the L's right, down you want. Me. I'm going <laughs> to throw that up for you. <laughs> Misty's L'ing up over there. All right, Sam, thanks for stopping Absolutely, by. Absolutely. Good to see you. you. Sam Gormley with our Cougar Sports Report. Cougars on the air tonight. Got to get to a break. Back with more here on In the Know. Did you know the CIA once called an assassination team a health alteration committee? Yep. Yep. I mean, it's accurate. Seems a little understated, but... um, I mean, mental health. (laughs) Sometimes you have questions. Yeah. Yeah. You were healthy, and we... Took care of that by assassinating you. Well, I'm just saying it could be good for my mental health mm. if the team was still working towards helping out people with their <laughs> From the well-duh category today, a new study says people spent more time than ever binge-watching movies and television this summer. You don't, you don't say. say. <laughs> well, well, duh. <laughs> listen, the average person, listen, the average person has watched 20 mm. movies in the past two months. No. Well, I think you have to convert that. They're converting the time. So 20 movies times two hours, and kind of, you know, an hour and a half. Yeah. Or Over half of respondents, 52%, said they streamed more than they would in a normal summer due to stay-at-home restrictions. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, two in five are also taking advantage of the extra screen time to catch up on shows they've missed. Here are some of the most popular catch-up shows. Yellowstone, good. Is it good? Yep. Yeah. Yellowstone, good. Me, good. good. Uh, the Damn. Umbrella Academy. <laughs> I've not heard of the Umbrella Academy. I have, and I started it, and it's, it's if you, like Dennis Cook may like this, this is about babies who were born with supernatural abilities, yeah. and they bring them together as a team. Okay. But I couldn't uh, get past the first episode. This is us. The Good Doctor, Stranger Things, Craps Creek, and Ozark. Ozark, good. So those are uh, Craps Creek, yeah. Yeah. really good. Yeah, it's, uh, it's just it's never taken with me. I guess it will eventually. Yeah, I'm sorry, it is the best. Others it really is. Others finally getting around to the shows that aired years ago. Uh, the Sopranos. So you've done The Sopranos in 2020. I need to rewatch that one. Uh, oh, wait sh- a minute. No. Shameless and The Office. You know Got what I'm those. watching right now is uh, The Heart of Dixie. It's good. Like you could, it's family friendly. Okay. It's yeah, good. I've heard of that. Um, but, uh, what's funny is it was filmed in like, started in like 2011. So they're using their flip phones and their Blackberries. And then you watch them transition <laughs> to the iPhone 3, the big thick brick thing. Yep. And yep. So I'm well, like, that's kind of where I'm at with House. Um, I'm about yeah. to finish up House. And I've gone through all that. The flip phone, the... Yeah. Oh, yeah, because that started in, like, 2004. Mm. A yeah. former housekeeper alleges that Ellen takes pleasure in firing people and says she's the worst person I've ever met. Everybody's got a dirty pleasure, and we are now discovering Ellen's is awful. So, Ellen, uh, the show returns Ellen. on September the 18th, and she says they're going to talk about it. They're going to address all of the things. Okay. So, but, okay. I understand there being these conspiracies where people get together mm-hmm. and try to take people out. Sure. But it just seems like there's been a lot of people coming out and saying, 
You know, Ellen's not very nice, really. It, it's, it bubbled in the yeah, beginning. Yeah. It's kind of like, she's not really yeah. the person that. And now even the housekeeper is going, well, me. We need to talk to Portia. Well, Portia's not going to say anything bad. No, I think we need to now. give her truth serum and then let's see. <laughs> okay. Uh, Carol Baskin's first Dancing with the Stars song. Eye of the Tiger. Eye of the Tiger. Oh, was it really? It for really is. Oh, I so guess the guest. Yes. <laughs> she announced. She said, "I was just approved yesterday to release that we are doing Eye of the Tiger, and I'm so very excited about that." I don't know what Carol Baskin. <laughs> I don't know about Joe Exotic, but right. it does seem to make sense that she gets to do Eye of the Tiger. Well, yeah. Saturday right. Night Live will return to Thirty Rock Studio for the October third premiere of Saturday Night Live. Wipeout. John Cena and Nicole Byer will co-host a revival of the game show Wipeout. On TBS, Scream, Nev Campbell will reprise her role in the upcoming franchise relaunch of the Scream Pictures. Doogie Kamaaloha, so Doogie Hauser is being rebooted and will have a Hawaiian theme and will be picked up for a 10-episode straight-to-series for Disney+. Plus. Okay. So, Neil Patrick Harris. Um, I always liked the concept of that show. Yep. Well, I'm going back to Nev Campbell. Is she going to be a mama, a grandmama, or what mm. at this point? I guess she Stay could tuned. be about, about anything. <laughs> All of them. And then Dame Diana Rigg has gone on in at age 82. Now, Dame Diana Rigg, if you've watched Game of Thrones, you will know her most recently as Olena Tyrell in Game of Thrones. Mm -hmm. But I did not know until this morning, and I was very interested to learn, that Dame Diana Rigg is the only actress to have ever married James Bond in a film. In the single, uh, in Her Majesty's, uh, Majesty's Secret Service, James Bond got married, and she played the actress who married James Bond. What? So, what a legacy. Yeah, she's gone on in at age 82. <laughs> got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got plenty more on the way here on In the Middle. Point to ponder for today. Really has been on my mind all morning since I learned of it. And I apologize if I haven't been able to give it my very best, my A game today. My ponderance is that I just learned that eight Atlanta area Arby's are selling meats by the pound. Not the sandwiches, just the meats, the corned beef. The roast beef, if you want the turkey, if you want the... So during the course of the summer, when some residents have had a hard time getting the meats they want at the store, Arby's, not as a gimmick, but as a to, to serve their community, started serving it in bulk. And I thought, that's just some delicious goodness right there. Does that mean you're going to buy more of those really, like, nice coolers, the Yeti coolers? <laughs> Maybe. I don't... I don't... You know, this, the, the last time something like this happened is when they brought out the bucket of chicken. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I just right? need like, some I cheese. Can, I can put, Arby's. Right, I can you can walk put away two whole chickens. You can put two whole chickens in that bucket right there. I mean, that can get like a whole like arm load of meat. You could put three whole chickens in that Yeti cooler that you have. Arby's locations for four ninety nine for a half pound. Or eight ninety nine for one pound through the end of September. That's not bad. Mm -mm. Yeah. So they're uh, they said the roast turkey, the ham, and the corned beef. There better be roast beef on there. I hope so. If it's not roast beef, then we're it's over. Oh well, then we're breaking and I up can again. melt my own cheese. Mm -hmm. uh, on television. So this isn't in Kentucky. We got to go to Georgia. No, this is my point. Why? What? I mean, of course, I mean, we got to drive to get to an Arby's anyway. So I'd what's like it really to go matter? to Gainesville, Georgia. Anyway, it's on my bucket list to go to Jensen Franklin's church. So okay. let's do that and use Arby's on television tonight. Nine Eleven remembered. The day we came together is on ABC. Also on the History Channel. Nine Eleven: The Final Minutes of Flight Ninety Three. Tomorrow, the CBS season premiere of Forty Eight Hours. And on Sunday night, the Food Network has a season 10 premiere called Halloween Wars. Six teams consisting of an expert 
pumpkin carver, a cake artist, and a sugar master dive into the first challenge, creating spookily delicious displays of Halloween haunts. I am like mesmerized by those jack-o'-lantern yeah, art well, things. Anna and I watched a couple episodes years ago, and it is really cool, but if you Good. like Cake Boss, you'll like this. Uh, today's highlight of history, you know what it is. We've been talking about it all morning. In 1789, Alexander Hamilton was appointed the first U.S. Secretary of the Treasury. In 1936, Boulder Dam, now Hoover Dam, began operation as uh, FDR pressed a key in Washington to signal the startup of the hydroelectric generator. In 1941, groundbreaking took place for the Pentagon. In 2008, presidential candidates John McCain and Barack Obama put aside politics as they visited Ground Zero together on the anniversary of 9-11 to honor its victims. Gone but not forgotten, Lola Falana is 78 today. Tommy Shaw is 67 today. Christy McNichol is 58. Harry Connick Jr. is 53. Taraji P. Henson is 50. And Ludacris is 43. Luda! Luda. What's Christopher Bridges? Is that his name? <laughs> it can't be. No. Don't, don't make it. No, don't make it normal. It's Luda. No, remember because he went on when he he had his own TV show or yeah. he was on a show. It's where the Chris comes out of ludicrous. Yeah, right, 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 right. Mm-hmm. Chris, yeah. Chris Bridges. Uh, gone but not forgotten. O. Henry in 1862. D. H. Lawrence in 1885. Bear Bryant in 1913. Tom Landry in 1924. Okay. And chart topics. What? So the song? Yes. For me, what do I think of? Little Lulu. Clue. Clue. Okay. 1954. The Crew Cut. Shaboom. The movie. Yeah. I've not seen the movie since I was probably 10. As in, get a, get a clue. Is that how you solve the mystery? Colonel Mustard in the billiards room with the candlestick. Always. Every time. Always Colonel Mustard. Always Colonel Mustard. 1963, The Angels, number one. See, I've not watched it all. Apparently, the last season's going to have a lot of wrestling, so I digress on my Heart of Dixie. Heart of Dixie's going to have a lot of wrestling coming up in the last season, people, so I'm not there yet. Oh, just, yeah, there was, that, there was that one episode in the season finale mm-hmm. of the next to final season where they ran across REM's Losing My Religion, yeah. and the next season was all wrestling. <laughs> Up and like first season one and two's been pretty good. Why do right? I think Lisa Hartman Black is in Heart of Dixie? Mm. Not her. No, I there's nobody in it that you would actually know. Recognize. Mm. 1972, the OJ's number one with Backstabbers. Is this the song where they say what they do? I hope so, because that's funny. Yeah. Now I'm on board. It's no love train, but it's good. No, no, it's not, but it's good. People all over the world. What they do. <laughs> I got to use that more. What they do. <laughs> what I they need do. that on a hotkey. What, uh, yeah. yes. what they do. Yes. I think that would be just fine. Uh, 1981. We go from 1972 to 81. Stevie Nicks with Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Stop dragging my heart around. Let's go to 1990. Did I, did I mention 1990? John Bon Jovi and Blaze of Glory. are we on the Young Guns movies? They oh did Young gosh. Guns and yes. they did Young Guns too. You know, Lou Diamond Phillips mm-hmm. and 
Kiefer and mm-hmm. I, uh, I, I couldn't really do it. it was I like, was way too young. It was Buffy's favorite movie ever. Like she loved really? those movies. Yeah, so we had to watch them all the time. Yeah, hmm. she loved those movies. Yeah, I just and then I thought I I, I thought a little bit. Like, I, I didn't want to see John Bon Jovi doing movie music at the time. I mean, there was just something about it. Yeah. <laughs> Lucky giving Luna a real name. Don't do that. Yeah. Don't drag him into middle America. Sure, it was all right if Kenny Loggins wanted to write all of that movie music, but something about Bon Jovi, I don't know. Yeah. Genie in a bottle, Christina Aguilera, number one in 99. Genie in a bottle, baby. Let's go to 2008, Cardinal Official, and featuring Akon and Dangerous. Danger. So dangerous. And in 2017, Sam Hunt was number one. I know every curve like the back of my hand. As you all know, I like to call this song, I like to refer to this song as Body Like Fairy Hill. Y'all know where Fairy Hill is? Not body like a back row. I'll tell you later. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. There was, there never was a good war or a bad peace. There never was a good war or bad peace. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Look forward to seeing you back here on Monday for another edition of our show. For Misty Thomas, for Beej, I'm MB, and now you're in the know. Powered by.